0: You are listening to The Love Yourself Podcast, episode number 63. Welcome to The Love Yourself Podcast, a podcast to help you discover self-empowerment, self-love, and inner peace. My name is Jessica Tang of jessicamaytang.com, and I am a self-love and empowerment coach for recovering people-pleasers. As a recovering people pleaser myself, I have learned tools and strategies that help me tap into my inner wisdom so that I can be who I truly am with confidence and inner peace instead of the ever-familiar shame and guilt. And today, my life is dedicated to helping others to do the same. If you haven't already, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you know when the next episode comes out. As a coach, I continue to learn how to create the life I desire and manage challenges that come up along the way. So I started writing daily emails, sharing personal stories, examples, and responses to questions in the hopes that it can also spark something great for readers and listeners like you. If you'd like to receive these daily doses of inspiration and self-love and get reminders about new episodes, please subscribe on my website at jessicamaytang.com. As a thank you for joining the Love Yourself community, you'll receive a free gift, my latest guided meditation called Releasing Fear About the Future. So often we let the fear of what may or may not happen in the future paralyze us from taking the actions necessary to transform our lives. And with this guided meditation, you will learn how to easily detach from that fear and release it so that you can take giant leaps towards your strongest, most confident, most peaceful future self. Thank you for listening and without further ado, here is today's episode. Hey you guys, I hope you're all doing well. Uh, Those of you guys who are on my email list, I hope you are still enjoying the emails that I am sending out, even though I've cut back drastically on my daily emails. They're not so daily anymore. Uh, Mostly just doing Monday, Wednesday emails as I am going through some personal shifts and major life changes that's happening. And... I think I might be talking about that over the next uh, couple weeks of episodes when I get to it. So thank you so much for tuning in today on the podcast. I am introducing a beautiful, beautiful person. Her name is Sophia Schweitzer. She maybe it's Schweitzer. I'm not sure. Sophia. Sophia Schweitzer. <laughs> uh, but she is a beautiful coach teacher and a writer who works with what she calls wild-hearted leaders, rebel entrepreneurs, and fierce creatives who are dedicated to furthering our economy in service to a well-being planet. So we met about a month ago. I was reaching out to local coaches and influencers in the area to make new friends on the island, and my phone call with her just ended up being a really huge twist. And I talk about this more in our interview And you're going to hear more about what that special twist was. But she she just exudes everything that I am hoping to exude in my life. Like she is the kind of person that I aspire to become. And talking with her just reminded me of that and reminded me of... How it doesn't take more striving and more quote unquote productiveness and productivity and efforting in order to be this kind of person. So, anyway, uh, Sophie has served internationally. And across all different kinds of cultures, she's worked with political candidates. She's worked with clients in tech startups, finance, conscious companies, and in creative ventures. She's also an Erickson certified professional coach and an associated, associate certified coach with the International Coach Federation. And she greatly focuses on mindfulness practice uh, and teaching in the human potential field, started in the 1980s, years and years of science writing, and as well as cherishing Hawaii as her home. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview with her and just soak in her energy. <laughs> she's amazing. She's She's got so much experience just in life experience and love and wisdom experience and so many years of just looking within herself and going through the different cycles of being vulnerable and being able to look inside as well as going through the cycles of resistance and not wanting to and fear and agony and loneliness and cycling back to wanting to look within herself again. So I'm excited for you to hear this episode and I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, here it is. Hi Sophia, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Jess, and I'm really happy to be here and be here with your listeners and thank you. Thank you for the invitation.
0: Absolutely. I'm so excited to be doing this with you. Um just for a quick introduction, do you mind sharing with everyone who you are, what you do, and how you came to do what you do?
1: Sure. So, um I actually um describe myself as an advocate for wild-hearted leaders and rebel entrepreneurs and fierce creatives. And they share a desire for conscious business. So business that has a purpose built into its DNA for either the planet or people, but something really positive. Yeah, and as an advocate, I actually help people, especially women, to to speak their truth in that and, you know, speak their voice, bring that out through deep inquiry, coaching, deep coaching.
0: Yeah. Yes, it's so beautiful. And how did you get started doing this? Because every I feel like every single coach has a very special story behind why they became a coach. Sure,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, So I myself, I've been involved in that field probably since I left college. I was very silenced myself as a young woman, a little messed up in that, like um, there must be something out there that is bigger than just following the regular, traditional, conventional, even back in Europe, it was all, I can't do this. And so I began to study the human potential movements um in Findhorn in Scotland in Essel California. And that really drew me in. And then I became a writer because it was it just felt right at the time. And then a few years ago I went back to I need to work with people and help them as well to step into their truth.
0: That's, That's right. I, yeah. You published uh you published books and things too, right? Yeah, I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So right after college, you just had this feeling of there's got to be more. There's got to be more, especially for women. And you started learning more about human potential and getting yeah. personal development.
1: Yeah. And it really, really just was a survival quest. Mm-hmm. I needed to heal and survive. There is no doubt that I did this purely because um, I was not doing well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and I knew there was a way out I wanted a way out I longed for a way out and I had you know I could almost say no choice but I had mm-hmm. a choice of course and I,
0: mm-hmm. I thought, yeah can I ask how you would describe that feeling that you had right out of college when you felt like you there's got to be more what was behind that feeling how did you know that there was more
1: Uh, I felt lost. I felt separate. I felt isolated. Uh, I felt I had a potential, um, but I couldn't see it, and no one else. Well, that's I shouldn't say no one else could see it. I had wonderful people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I, I was separate, I felt separate and I kept myself separate because I didn't know how to how to start building bridges.
0: Mm. So you felt a little bit different by separate. Is that what you mean by separate?
1: Um, I didn't even feel different. I felt just like um, I was an onlooker on life. I felt I felt like I it's like, okay, here's a way to describe it something beautiful would happen um a sunset or a beautiful hawk in the sky and i would look at that and this overwhelming sadness would come in like i can't touch it it's like it it's it i can't i can't be in it mm. I don't know how to describe it, but it no, felt, this is perfect. it felt agonizing.
0: Yes. This is fascinating. I'm, I'm so excited that um, you're describing it this way because your language is mirroring a lot of my audience's language. You're mirroring a lot of my language that I felt in. I kind of felt what I imagine you felt um, right after college, after grad school for me, just coming out and feeling lost. I'd spent 26 years of my life dissociating from things, Just trying to protect myself and feel safe, and yeah, I will look at sunsets and be like, "Yeah, it's pretty, sure." But it's so different from now, right? How would you, how would you describe how you feel when you, for example, look at a sunset now? So yeah, so now
1: I can stop, and I can connect, and I can sense it for a moment. Yeah, yeah, And and it doesn't even have to be a story. It's just like, okay, I'm here. And I'm taking this in and there is no separate. It, it's, now I'm saying it as a story, but it's actually like, okay, I'm, I'm breathing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in it. Not I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. What has been, what is the biggest benefit of being able to experience life that way? In this presence, being able to be present in each moment. So it brings freedom,
1: and that freedom allows me to be more present for others, mm-hmm. and therefore, I can um, show up for better work mm. and uh, more fuller contribution mm-hmm. and of course, I'm happier mm-hmm. um, and that too has an impact, so yeah, all in all um i I, I think there's only benefits.
0: <laughs> To being able to be present and not feel separate. I like your use of that word separate. I think when I first was hearing the term separate, I didn't quite understand what that meant. I also didn't understand what it meant to be one with everyone, one with everything, Mm -hmm. right? Like I started doing yoga maybe a couple, hmm, maybe in college is when I started doing yoga, and in yoga, they talk a lot about this being present, being mindful and being one with others. And that kind of connection almost scared me a little bit. Did you ever experience that when you're kind of learning about it?
1: Very much. And I want to emphasize it's an ongoing journey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really an ongoing journey, but it's exciting now. It's no longer like, oh, my God, it's exciting. So, yes. Um I did experience that, um, which is probably why I held myself separate. But um, I don't know when it was that um, somebody said to me, when you are alone, you're actually all one. That word, alone, all one. Mm. So in that oneness, all one, there is room for everybody else and everything else.
0: That because, is useful. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So because I can be alone, all one, belong to that all oneness and open myself to others because that all oneness is still there. Ooh. It, it was an eye opener for me.
0: That is. That is. And... How would you describe that feeling of soaking that in, of realizing that even when I am alone, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, I guess spiritually you can't really be alone. Is a whole point. Psychologically, emotionally, physically, maybe even, even when you're alone, you're still all one. How would you describe that feeling? Is there a feeling that you get in your body
1: Yeah, that's such a beautiful question, that feeling in the body. I love that question. Thank you. (laughs) So I really... (sighs) Yeah, so now as we talk, I can sense it. But, you know, again, it's an ongoing journey. In meditation, you know, I do practice, sit in the morning for 20 minutes. um, I can sense it down, but it comes and goes. Mm. It just as long as i can remember even the story then okay i can i can at least at least mentally access it but in the body it's maybe a deep breath and allowing it right
0: yeah like a deep breath and almost like a realizing that you had been holding your breath maybe for some time, that your diaphragm is so stiff from holding your breath and all of a sudden there's this feeling of, oh, we're all one and it's almost like the diaphragm just kind of stretches a little bit down, a little bit deeper. Is it kind of like that?
1: It is like that And, and it begins with, I'm all one and therefore we are all one.
0: I'm all one, therefore we are all one. Yeah. I love that. Something like that. Yeah, something like, and everyone has their own experience. Exactly. Of it too, right? exactly That's why I like yes. asking exactly. these questions. Yeah. Because yeah, I can, I can go and describe my feelings, and my experience, and my physical body, and emotionally, psychologically, and all of that. But every single person has their own special experience of it. Yeah. So there's then- no.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is no right or wrong way. Your listeners will have to experiment with themselves. And I had no idea our conversation would go this direction. And yeah. there we are, right? It's just an experiment.
0: <laughs> yes, everything everything in life is just an experiment. Yes, spot on. I think, if anything, that is like my main message from the Love Yourself podcast. Everyone comes to the podcast wanting to learn how to love themselves more and it's exactly like what you're saying, Sophie, that life can be fun. It could be a fun experiment. That's how you can love yourself. You can love yourself so you can have fun in this experiment called life, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh, yeah. my gosh. So I'm, I just wanted to bring up um, a phone call that we had. This is how we met a couple weeks ago. And Sophie, like you touched me so deeply that day. And uh to give you a little bit of context for you and also the listeners I was going through just a really high stress <laughs> time because I was picking up more patients for my home health job I was getting busier and at the same time every time I get busier with a day job I worry and fear that my soul calling is falling on the wayside I feel like my business is falling on the wayside and if I let it fall on the wayside I'm going to find myself maybe a couple years later with a lot of money in the bank, but feeling miserable. And I didn't, I didn't want to go down that road. And so you guys listening, I had reached out to Sophie because, Sophie, you're, in the beautiful, you're on the beautiful island of Maui. <laughs> so some of you guys who might hear like the birds chirping in the background. It sounds lovely. <laughs> um, and so I had reached out on LinkedIn because I saw that you also live in Hawaii. I didn't know that, she was, uh, that you were living in Maui. And I reached it's Hawaii. out. It's Hawaii Island. Oh, them. it's Hawaii Island. Oh, I thought you were on Maui. I'm sorry. Yeah, Big Island. Yeah. Yes? So yeah. sorry about that. You're That's right. Okay. You're in Big Island. Um, and so I had reached out and asked Sophie, like, is there anyone on the island thinking it was my island <laughs> uh, to connect with? And we connected on a really deep level. And Sophie, the thing that you you gently Guided me too, because Sophie you also were very careful not to just tell me outright Which I appreciated so much and I think if anything that's like a testament to the coaching that you do too is like this gentle Guidance without any pressure at all there's no there's a little bit of guidance, but there was no like pressure to get to the finish line kind of thing, which is sometimes coaches can have, right? Like I want you to get from point A to point B. So come on, let's go. Um, And the message that you helped me to come to for myself was this idea that I don't have to do anything for my business. I don't have to go and connect with other people because I feel like I need to. I can relax. I can enjoy um yeah so sophie what are your what are your thoughts on on that like that was just so touching to me. It was exactly what I needed to hear
1: yeah, um, that was a beautiful conversation, and thank you for bringing that up um so my thoughts on that um i think I think my thoughts always come back to um uh, asking myself or others without saying it like that, um, are you keeping kind company to yourself? Um, Is your intention kind? Hmm. Um, And then just sit with there and let things open up. Um, I think what happens like, we get focused on, okay, the business needs to happen. I've got to go out. And then we get stuck on this one peak idea. Mm-hmm. And we get very um, hardened around it and within it. And we're like, okay, step back. Take a deep breath again. And what are my other options? Yeah. I think that was the thought about it. What are my other options? Mm. Can I... Can I go a little bit more slowly? You know, can I rush a little less quickly into action? Can I listen a little bit longer to myself? Sometimes no. Sometimes it's an urgency. But if possible, just see what your other options are, I think. And I don't mean that in a, oh, I can just sit back and let things happen. No, I don't mean that at all. Um. But if there's already stress, you know, let's, let's breathe into the ease first.
0: Mm, breathe into the ease first. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm hearing my audience asking questions in the back of my mind. Like, if I'm constantly... Because in business, especially in society today, there's a very masculine way of getting things done right if you don't put the work in nothing's going to happen so you have to put the work in right where do you draw the balance between listening to yourself and finding peace within yourself and taking action how do you know when it's right
1: yeah and that's a great question and how you know it's right is Beginning from the premise, most things, when they don't happen all at once, will not kill us. So, but, but, you know, the, the, the fearful little self is sort of gets into this jungle type mindset that, oh my God, if I don't fix this now, the lion will come and eat me. (laughs) You know about that. (laughs) Yes. But you know there are no lines, not even on Oahu, right? Not on this island either. Um, <laughs> for most of us, there aren't. And so you can um, you can design a plan. You can design a strategy where you have a certain intention in mind like you want to create your business and you see a certain outcome and you can have the intention to build that and you can you can see the steps you may map them out or not, whatever way you like to do that and then start like a domino effect kick one little domino at a time a domino that may kick other dominos, but you don't have to do the whole game at once mm-hmm. It's, um, it's actually true that we think that we have to... No, let me rephrase this. But we um, say in six weeks, in a span of six weeks, we can do a phenomenal amount of work. We actually really can, bit by bit, step by step. It's amazing. Uh, But we think we have to cram it all in one day, and then we have this to-do list. And from the get-go, we look at our to-do list in the morning, and we're high achievers, and we go like, no way. And then we're tired from the start. Mm -hmm. So you create a six-week plan, for example, and you go like, okay, today I'll do, if I only do this, I'll already kick that one domino. Mm-hmm. If there's time, I do another domino you know, and another domino. You know. You'll be amazed what you get done in six weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. We very much so have that mentality of all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Either and all now. Or it's nothing.
1: And now. It's now. all.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right Instantly. Now. Instant gratification. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. I can't get it all done now, then I'm a failure, for example. Yeah. yeah. So might as well not even try. And then you think six weeks later, I still haven't done anything. It's not because after six weeks, it's because after six weeks, every single day you woke up, looked at that to-do list and said, it's all or nothing now, and then got way too overwhelmed and didn't do anything, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, and the big piece you're missing in there, um, what's your why? Mm. If there's a to-do list for the six weeks and you actually – have no why behind it, no purpose, no meaning. Um,
0: Yeah, I wouldn't do it either. Right. Understanding, going back to the big why, and it sounds like with the coaching that you do, Sophie, it's very much about helping people to, first of all, uncover their big why. What is that sole purpose? Yeah. Yeah. That drives them from the inside out. Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. What is that big thing, that big impact, or you know, it can be a small impact. Why mm-hmm. is that important to you? And there may well be an urgency behind it. You know, it's like you may be working to um mitigate climate change. There's a huge urgency for climate change. And so that why is very big, but you still can't cram it all in one day. Mm-hmm. And your calmness and your clarity on what you can do and will do today is of much greater benefit than you or me running all stressed out.
0: Like a chicken with their head cut off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> nice image.
1: <laughs> really, Jess. <laughs>
0: I think that's a common syndrome with us high achievers. Like we just want to do so much for the world and so many things. And then everyone outside is telling us, you got to choose one. You got to choose one. That's like another thing that a lot of my people struggle with is, yes, there's so many things that I want to get done, but everyone's telling me that I need to just choose one and focus. What is your biggest advice for people like that? who just have so many different passions and want to make a really big impact on the world, they don't know where to start. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, um, so there's two approaches, right? You can either sit down and really look at your values and begin home into that home into that. And, you know, the best is to work with someone. It's a process or you can, you know, there's a lot of information on the web out there. The other one is pick one and try it out for six weeks mm-hmm. or a month or two months, you know, and maybe give yourself that focus for an extended two months, six weeks. Mm. Um, learn as deeply as you can and, and make a commitment. I'm not going to skip for this two months or six weeks or one month. I'm just not, I'm going to stay with it because you'll have a lot of room afterwards to shift. Um, Yeah. And if that's too big of a leap, stay with one thing for just three weeks, but give yourself that space Mm. and that permission Yes and the permission is give yourself the space for six weeks say and then to say i quit this is not for me
0: yes I- <laughs> yes oh so many gems there yes this idea of not making yourself commit to something for six weeks but giving yourself it's almost like a gift yeah you're gifting yourself permission and space and loving compassion to explore and experiment and try out this new thing that you want to try while also giving yourself permission to quit at the end if you really don't like it. Right. I don't think any of us do that. <laughs> we no. think we've got to pick one and stick with it forever. That's yeah. What you to think, right?
1: Yeah. And especially, you know, I, I am a generation older than you are, but it's like, you have so much choice, but you, you were raised by a generation that said, okay, you need to get your career in place now. Yeah. Uh, you better do it. Yes. Yep. And it's exactly. like, there's too much going on. There is too many causes pulling you. There's, there is too much going, but give yourself space to focus.
0: I love and that.
1: When you want to quit, Take a moment and write down what did I learn? What worked for me? What worked well for me in this? What what in it do I want to keep? Mm. And what has done its service and I let go of? Because that's another way to home in on hey, this, this is where I'm going with right. all of it.
0: On that purpose. And again, like I, I get that that message, like hearing that. Um, relating it back to my own experience of trying things and then quitting. I'm very good at that. Trying things and quitting, trying things and quitting. But there was always a feeling of guilt and shame followed by it. And there was always a feeling of all or nothing. I either keep it and I take all of it, or I don't keep it and I ditch all of it. So all or nothing. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. With these questions that you're asking people to consider and reflect back on, What are the things I liked? What are the things I didn't like? What are the things that I want to keep? Because that can be important too and help you guide you along the path and direct you to what your sole purpose really is. Yeah?
1: Yeah. And what did I learn? Yeah. Right? And what you're saying, um, you know, feeling that pressure of guilt, uh, the panic I got to choose, it's all or nothing now, um, that doesn't how did that free up your mind to actually focus? How did that help you? Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: Is that really helping me to think that way? Yes. Yeah. My thinking was always very like, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's a work in progress. There are still moments. And this is why I have my own coach too, to help me point out when I'm thinking very black and white, all or nothing, because in the end, I think all of us have that kind of thinking method because that's part of being human, right? As a child, that's how we grew up and learned what makes a pig a pig and what, it, what makes a cow a cow. Like if this thing has four legs and it's pink and it's got a little swirly tail, it's a pig. And if this thing has four legs and it's got black and white marks and it's huge, it's a cow and it goes moo, it's a cow. So it's very that's how we learned as children. It's either this or that. Does it have this? No, then it must be that, right? But I think as adults, we don't have to keep thinking that way. We can learn to see the bigger picture. And like you said, about considering all the different options that you have, because it's never just one right option and one wrong option. There aren't even any right or wrong options. It's just what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And there's no need to feel any shame or guilt about any of it. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, not only isn't there isn't there any need to feel shame or guilt about it, it's um your biggest gift to the world, I think, is to discover what makes you connect, right? Mm. What makes you thrive.
0: Mm.
1: What is your, yeah? What's your what's your bridge?
0: Mm, what is your bridge to other people?
1: To other people, to uh, life, to meaning, to um, to yourself.
0: I love that. Can you say that one more time?
1: What is your bridge? What's your bridge to yourself? What is your to others. To yourself? To meaning, to life itself. I love and, it. And that's a gift. That's a gift to this world.
0: That's your gift to this world. Thank you, Sophie, so much so for well. all these pearls of wisdom. And I'm so excited to share you with Everyone who listens on the podcast, um, you've just these little sayings that seem very simple because it doesn't have to be complicated, Mm -mm. right? Life doesn't have to be complicated. I feel like we grow up thinking life can be simple. And then as we grow up into adults, we think life is crazy. And then some of us go through this kind of like spiritual awakening kind of thing, Where we're like, hold on, there's got to be something better than this out there. I don't have to feel this way all the time. And Sophie, going back to the whole, it's always a work in progress. Can I ask how many years that you've been doing this work for yourself and for other people?
1: So for myself... I came out of college in the Netherlands um, for myself, probably forever. (laughs) It feels like forever. (laughs) Uh, Since the 1980s. And then I was involved in doing that work for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. Sidetracked into writing. um, And then fully stepped back into it.
0: Oh God,
1: in... 2016 about three four years yeah
0: that's wonderful it's almost like you came home a little bit it Mm. wasn't even that you left your path it's just that your soul maybe needed you to write those books that was your soul calling yeah
1: yeah and and also uh it was it was i think i just needed to be quiet for a while yeah yeah and then I was like, no, it, there's, there's more, there's more to be done. And it's, it's time. I had to reclaim my own voice. Just like, you know, mm. like I was getting too shy. I was getting too, you know, within my comfort zone.
0: Mm, got it. Yeah. See, that's another, that's another interesting point too. Cause it's always a cycle. Yeah. It's always I mean a cycle so. because you, you find yourself in the comfort zone. You realize you want to get out. So you step out. But eventually you practice stepping out so much that the stepping out becomes your new comfort zone, right? Yeah. And exactly. then your soul wants you to expand some more. Then you gotta step out. So it's just it's just never ending. Right. That's what you mentioned
1: earlier. It's never ending. And you know you want to, you know, open up to the magic again. And that's what you're saying. There's just so much. How do you choose? Well, you stay with one thing for a while and then and then your soul calls you again, or you call it the soul, or I call it like, okay, magic is calling again. I have to, you know. Um,
0: Step into open it. Open up some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, expand <laughs> yeah. into it. Expand, expand myself. some more. <laughs> Absolutely. That is amazing. Um, let's see. Uh, curious question. What is your favorite thing about coaching?
1: So um, my favorite thing about coaching is... Uh, bearing witness to um, women, people coming to life that hell yes that yeah, that total aliveness a deeper awareness a sense of um, abundance um, a sense of um, you call it self love in your podcast, but it's like it's it's a love that is for self and bigger than that, mm-hmm. um, right? Love for uh-huh. self
0: and realizing that it becomes a love for everyone.
1: Yeah, that that what we talked about. It's
0: right.
1: um, there is a quote by Maya Angelou that uh, I'll read it for you because. it's yes, also what I love. Yeah. You, I, I love quotes. I love, I love Maya Angelou. <laughs> um, so one of her quotes is, take the day to heal from the lies you've told yourself and the ones that have been told to you. Hmm. So take a day to heal from the lies you've told yourself and the ones that have been told to you. And what I love about coaching is... Okay, we heal the lies, we move on, we drop the stories. And we start to belong, right? We start to belong. It's so big. We, um, we live in this story of our brokenness. I think that's about the biggest lie. Hmm? Yes. You're, you're nodding. Yes. yes. <laughs> we live in the story of our brokenness. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Can we do, can be heal from that one first of all.
0: Yeah. I think one of the, one of the things I, I like, I've realized for myself that is really, it gets sometimes, uh, I get so excited about it and I want all of my clients to experience it. And that's more of like an ego thing, right? So I had to like, drop it back. Okay. Go back to channeling. <laughs> uh, but when I experienced this for myself, it was like this weight had just lifted, and this idea of—I lost my train of thought. Just poof! Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> Sophie, what were you saying before?
1: The brokenness.
0: Brokenness. Thank you. <laughs> People who listen to my podcast hear those brain blips uh, a bit, <laughs> so I apologize about that. <laughs> so good. brokenness, right? Okay, just to prove the point. <laughs> We have brain blips. It doesn't mean we're broken. And exactly. The whole idea of healing is the idea that there's nothing that needs to be healed because we're not broken. We're completely whole and complete exactly as we are and totally loved and supported exactly as you are. So that's the lie that we're quote unquote healing ourselves from is this idea that we need to be healed.
1: <laughs> exactly. 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 It is so perfectly said that that loop that we're in. Yes. It's
0: wonderful how
1: you say that. <laughs> um, and it makes
0: me giggle. It makes me giggle every time. But that's essentially what you brought me back to during our phone call. Yeah, That concept, I had momentarily forgotten that, and you had brought me back to that reality.
1: Yeah, that there's something to fix, and that there's something to mend. Yeah, and we, we're already here.
0: Yes, we're already here. Yes, we're already here. There's nowhere else to get to be. There is no point A. There's no point B. It's just here. And that's coming full circle to what we first talked about, about watching the sunset and just being here. Just being totally, completely, fully present. And I truly think that that's what happiness is. We all kind of, go around searching for happiness and wealth and thinking that wealth is going to bring us happiness. And it just always comes back to being present in the here and now and feeling compassion towards ourselves. And by feeling compassion towards ourselves, we realize that all is one. That's quite a huge wealth to have, actually. Yes. Right? And you really, yeah, and you realize that you are so wealthy. Yeah. Because you're one with everything.
1: And it can't be taken away.
0: Can't be taken away, yeah. That's the part. Yeah. Because that's another thing with wealth, too, this idea of wealth. Once we get it, what if it gets taken away? But it can never be taken away.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Uh, The whole journey is so fascinating and seeing how the mind works with that and how the mind tricks us. And at the same time, this incredible mind, I somehow think that the mind actually is constantly trying to calibrate us for our own well-being. Mm -hmm. If you just give it that space. Space. It's always that space.
0: Yeah, that space, giving yourself space. Space, space, space. That's such a great word. Breathing gives you space. Being gives you space. And space is always available to you. Anytime you want it.
1: And there's a choice in there, right? Do you feel that? Do you feel that yourself? Are there choices there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you tap into allowing yourself that space, you can see those possibilities. There's a um there's a visualization or like a like a thing that I say that you know the saying that goes when one door closes, another one opens? Mm-hmm. I actually don't think that's quite true. Because <laughs> the visualization I like to give people is When one door closes, it makes you take a step back and look around and see that there are an infinite number of doors for you to choose from. And it's never just this door or that door. Infinite. And then you start realizing that everything is a door. There's technically no walls. There's nothing limiting you. You can go anywhere you want. Yeah. And that almost feels like a a joy. I don't know. I think I describe it as joy of being able to yeah. step back and be like, oh, I have other options. Yeah. So many options.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah, there's so much freedom in there. Yeah. And I'm right with you. It's not just one other door. There's an infinite amount of doors.
0: So many. <laughs> yeah. So many. And that day during that call, you actually helped me to visualize some of those doors. It like literally in my mind, it was kind of like, oh yeah, Sophie's right. I could just do the things I want to do, like take yoga class and meet some really amazing individuals, which I did. Great. Which I did. (laughs) So happy. Von little domino. Yeah. Yes. Yes, the domino, exactly. Sophie was asking. You were asking me, like, what are the things that you really do enjoy doing, Jess? You you just moved to this island. Are you doing the things that you enjoy? And I was like, I want to go to like a painting class. I want to learn how to paint. I want to buy paints and set it up on my balcony and paint the sunset or the sunrise. And Sophie, you were just like, Yeah, do that. Do that and be open to the magic. And you're going to meet people the more you do the things that you enjoy. It doesn't have to be like going to a co-working space and forcing myself to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Co-working yeah.
1: spaces, co-working spaces, <laughs> network, network meetings.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, Groan. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh
1: God. Yeah. Um, So there's, there's another, there's actually another thing because this is a podcast about love, right? Self-love. And so I had been thinking about that and came across the work of um, David Hawkins. He is a psychiatrist researcher. He actually passed away, I think maybe five, six years ago. Mm. And He really looked, as a psychiatrist, he really looked into this notion of self-love, love, love, and also the deeper dimension of spirituality. And one of the things he said was, um, love is misunderstood to be an emotion. And actually, it's a state of awareness, Mm. a way of being in the world, and a way of seeing oneself and others. And that so much resonates with what we're talking about.
0: Yes. It's a state of being, a state of awareness, a state of allowing yourself space.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for writing that down. Sorry. Oh, you're...
1: Yeah, no, you're welcome. No, I was struck by it, and I've long been intrigued by his work. And then I came across this, and I'm like, oh, that's so, um, that might be
0: synchronicity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we
1: because we misunderstand love as an emotion all the time, right? Yeah. And self love as an emotion, and even that already has some, um, uh. That in itself brings up feelings. And what if it's just, what if it just is a state of being? Mm. That too is so much simpler. Yeah. Because emotions are never simple.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) Yeah. Self-love is a state of being, a state of awareness. And it's a choice. It's a choice that you can make at any moment in any time. Yeah. Coming back to this idea of freedom. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sophie. I said this like half an hour ago. I said thank you already. Like I was going to close up the conversation, but it wasn't ready to be done yet. (laughs) So we let Mm -hmm. it go. This was such a lovely conversation. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your space, and allowing me space. Um, Thank you. Uh, You're so welcome. And before we close out, where can people find more information about you? So the best places to find me are either
1: on LinkedIn by my name or my website, which is space beyond words. There's that word <laughs> <I> <laughs> space it. beyond words.com. <laughs> um, yeah. And send me a note, say that you um, met me via Jess. Um, thank you so much. And if you, if your listeners do want to send me a note saying they listen to you, I actually have a little um, sheet. I, put together on um on loving yourself and belonging and safety and it has this quote i think it has this quote
0: i'll make sure it has this quote thank I'll you make- so much that's so generous of you thank you thank you thank you so you guys listening send sofia a note send sofia a note and thank you to
1: all your listeners for hanging in there as we <laughs> navigate our way
0: it's never a straight path it's nope. just meandering <laughs> all right you guys that's miss sophie for you she is just a beautiful human being with so much wisdom and insight and i feel like she just fully embodies this idea of allowing and surrender surrendering to who you truly are on the inside and allowing yourself to explore who that person is because that person is always going to be constantly evolving and that can be a very beautiful purpose in life So anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Sophie has greatly touched my heart. And again, um, be sure to check out her website. You can find her at spacebeyondwords.com. And be sure to uh, fill out her contact form and mention me, mention the Love Yourself podcast, and she'll send you her resource sheet on cultivating inner love for you. And of course, we always want to hear your thoughts. I always want to hear your thoughts on the podcast, what you're enjoying so far, what you like, uh, what your thoughts are about our conversation from today. And you can do that over in the show notes. So be sure to check out the uh, podcast description and the show notes. The link for the show notes is going to be there along with uh, Sophie's website URL as well. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in as always and until next week, bye for now.